Welcome to Care of Souls, a podcast of 180 Ministries where Dr. Stuart Scott serves as the executive director. 180 Ministries equips local churches with biblical counseling by offering counseling, education, and consulting services. Visit our website at 180ministries.org to learn more about how we can serve you. This podcast is being recorded in cooperation with the Masters University, where Dr. Scott also serves as a professor of biblical counseling. Visit their website at masters.edu to learn more about their programs in biblical counseling. Hi, everyone. I'm Mark Smith. And on today's installment of the Care of Souls podcast, I'm joined again by Dr. Stuart Scott and Pastor Adam Tyson. We're going to look at the next one another in our series, which is Do Not Provoke and Do Not Envy One Another, a two-for-one one another from Galatians chapter 5, verses 25 and 26, which reads, If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging, or provoking one another, envying one another. Adam and Stuart, take it from here. Well, here we are at another two for one. Uh, yeah, that's right. One another here, but Stuart, I'm interested to know what you're thinking when I think about not provoking one another or envying one another. I probably really quickly go to like, oh, I don't need to be jealous of other people's possessions, and I don't want to be really mean to others. But in this particular context, explain to us maybe why it's so unique how these two things go together, and what is it that uh, they're envying? Yeah, and you know, writing to the church as Paul did in the Spirit. Um, moving him to do that, uh, it was about justification by faith alone. And those who are justified will live it out. Uh, their freedom in Christ is to love the Lord more and love people more. But there's always that that temptation for our liberty uh, to become used for our flesh. And so he, right before then, he talks about the desires of the flesh versus the fruit of the Spirit And here comes love again, you know, a love for the Lord, a love for other people. And two ditches that happen in the body of Christ will be for the strong, a temptation for the strong in their faith and the weak in their faith. And so he puts two one another's right in the same verse. He says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step or follow the Spirit. Let us not become conceited. So there's pride again. We talked about that a few one another's back is that's typically the the mindset of the the flesh it's i want what i want i really don't care about other people and our freedom isn't to be used for ourselves uh, as he says up earlier in chapter five our freedom is to to serve one another yes yeah and not for yourself but in love serve one another and here it says uh let us not become conceited provoking one another which is one ditch or envying of one another, which is the other ditch. And then he moves on to, this is how love works its way out, by caring for one another. If someone's overtaken in a sin, you know, come alongside. Gently. Again, love is a yeah. theme running through for those who are justified by faith alone. So what's happening here in Galatians is there are believers who are getting a little confused about their freedoms. Yeah. And particularly when the Judaizers came to town, they have to decide, are we going to keep Are we going to continue to keep some of this old covenant law, or are we in a new covenant? And what does that look like? Yeah. And, you know, with all of the law would bind up a person's conscience and get into legalism. And that that would be the, the point of maybe the weak who have their consciences all bound up with extra laws or laws being 
promoted by the Judaizers. And of course, they look at those who are strong in the, the faith or further along maybe in their walk with Christ, and they see all the liberty going on in their life, and they envy it. So the weaker brother wishes they could do what their stronger brother is doing, but they can't. Right. And they can't do it because their conscience is bound, not to God's law, but to a little bit of a law of their own making. Right. So what we want to do is we want, we want to serve the weaker brother by helping them see what God's word actually says. Yeah. And at the same time, for the stronger brother, he can't be prideful about That's that. That's right. It's he, a big deal to struggle with freedoms and what you can and can't do. Yeah. And we should never chide somebody who's struggling with that, but right. take the time to patiently walk through what it is that they're struggling with and what the Bible actually says about it. Right. And we don't typically become strong immediately after faith in Christ. If we just remember, we were once there, right? We, we once had our consciences all bound up possibly with various uh, extra rules, regulations, and it was a, a, a growing experience by older, godlier people who mentored us and love. So you're saying here in the context of Galatians, when they are being, uh, when the stronger believer is being tempted to provoke the younger believer, they're doing that by flaunting their Christian liberty. Yes. And why would they do that if they're supposedly a strong believer? You know, I, it's it's pride. It's uh, I'm not bound up like you are. Uh, I have the freedom to use, uh, and it's a misuse of grace. It's a misuse of our liberty in Christ. But uh, you know, it's a condescending. You can just see that. It, I, I'm not where you are. It's looking down yeah. at young believers and forgetting who we once were. Uh, and I think in some situations, I'd be open, uh, interested in your opinion, Adam. I think there are some who aren't very strong yeah. who flaunt their liberty too. Right. Uh, it, it, we see that in this hyper grace kind of thing. It's people who I'm not sure they're really rooted well in theology but they are flaunting well, part of what I would fleshly say, things. Yeah. For sure. Part of what I would say is anybody who's flaunting is no longer strong in my books. Because <laughs> at that moment, you've declared yeah. an immaturity because right. you've given into yeah. a lust to want to appear to be super godly yeah. and you can do whatever you want. Yeah. So I think that for the Christian who's really walking in the grace of God and who's mm. really been set free, not only from sin, but from legalism, then what we want to do is just continue to point to Christ, yeah. walk in the Spirit, gently but regularly encourage others that they could have their consciences bound by Scripture and not bound by all of the do's and don'ts that sometimes cultures add to Scripture that make everything so confusing in how we live out our daily lives. Yeah, and I, I up earlier, just to, to back that up with chapter 5, verse 13, for you who are called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh but through love, serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, it goes on. But just uh, we, we are really blessed with a freedom in Christ in that new covenant. And that grace is a marvelous grace, but not to serve ourselves, but to serve the Lord and other people, his body, the yeah. church. So there are, we don't certainly want to move away from the do's and don'ts of Scripture. There are clear do's and don'ts of Scripture that we want to follow, that we want to adhere to. Uh, but we're also saying that part of the situation here is that one of the commandments of Scripture is to love one another. Yeah. So if you're going to keep this one commandment of obeying a certain thing, but not this commandment of loving one another, then at that moment, you're not being consistent to obey all that it is 
that God says in his word. Yeah. And I, the the love one another, uh, love your neighbor, sums up so many of the other commands of the do's and don'ts. Yeah. So this is how you love someone, by not doing that and by doing this. So right. if we, we all of the commands, and that's how we show our love for the Lord, uh, commands are not bad. But if you take away the motive of loving the Lord out of his love for us, then it becomes more self-righteousness, um, legalism sets in. So with this verse, when it talks about not being envious of one another, you would say that's not really talking about I'm envious of your possessions, I'm envious of you as a person. It's really saying I'm envious of these freedoms that you have yeah. that I don't, but I wish I could have them. Yeah, I think that's the primary interpretation. And so he's saying, hey, don't be like that. Yeah. So what's the what's the cure for the weaker brother who's struggling with envy, wanting to have more freedoms? What's their cure? Yeah, and I think pointing them back to the gospel of, of Christ, and here is the purpose of our freedom, and how to educate our consciences with the scriptures to go, where am I bound up that supersedes scripture? Where my conscience is not educated and trained by the scripture it's i have these other things that were once uh, i taught was taught them or growing up or certain churches promoted them so i think that's a i need to grow in my faith but a love for those who are stronger who are maybe exercise a liberty i don't have but i need to keep being um, drawn back to the word of god what does the scripture say about these various practices and how can I love God and love uh, my neighbor? And I may come up with a, uh, a conclusion of there is a liberty there that uh, my fellow brother or sister can participate in, but I may prefer not to, and that's okay. okay. Right. And I, I should not envy them or uh, think of them in any condescending way, but then it's a preference issue, and it's no longer a sin issue. Yeah. And this is really just talking about what's mentioned in First um, Corinthians chapter eight with meat sacrificed to yeah, idols. Yeah. Romans chapter fourteen, probably the two premier texts in the Scripture to talk about these um, gray areas, if you will, mm -hmm. the Christian liberty. But this is the same thing that's being highlighted here in Galatians chapter five. Yes. You know, one of the areas I would have typically when we talk about these kind of areas, alcohol comes up is almost yep. the very first one. Should we drink alcohol? Should we not drink alcohol? How would you answer that question as far as it being a Christian liberty? Not to get into that to a degree that would take the rest of our time, but what's your short answer to that? Well, and again, it's what does the scripture say about drinking alcohol? And it's not just about my own preference or, or or just me alone but we have to think of the body of christ we can't just think of ourselves is our freedom is not for occasion of our own desires but we have to think how might this serve others and if someone chooses i have freedom i can drink this by myself or um you know in a marriage situation where we will do it but to flaunt it i think crosses the boundary and now it, it causes uh consternation on the part of other believers who may not be able to uh, or who don't view it as a liberty uh, or are envious and so okay, i think sure. you kind of keep it more of a your your liberty uh, as unto the lord you can do it in a private way but as soon as you start going outside now you're affecting other people 
Yeah. So you just want to be mindful, moderation, yep. possibly in mm -hmm. privacy, yep. probably, uh, most likely in a setting where you know it's not going to be perceived the wrong way. Right. But there's nothing wrong with drinking alcohol right. if you're doing it as unto the Lord. And so right. that's something that we want to make sure people understand clearly so yeah. they're not like, hey, anybody who ever has a drink right. is somehow in sin. Because the Bible right. never says that. As we know, Ephesians 5.18 says not to be drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but to be filled with the Spirit. Yes. So going back to if you are walking with in the spirit, being controlled by the spirit, you're going to be aware of that, loving each other. You know, another area where this comes up a lot is even in just the, the whole idea of watching certain movies, listening to certain types of music. Some people say, that's a liberty. I can watch that, listen to that. Mm -hmm. Someone else is going to say, I can't. I wish I could watch that movie, but I can't. How come you can go see it? Yeah. Maybe that happens a little bit more even in the youth culture yeah. with youth groups and kids going to college. How are some of your thoughts answering some of those questions? And again, I'm, I'm thinking what should prevail with, with all of them in the youth group who are believers is how can I consider the other person? Yeah. You know, grow in my faith. I wanna keep researching what does the scripture say about uh, maybe the content of the movie? Right. Uh, is it helping me? I mean, whether we eat or drink, we need to do it for the glory of God or whatever we do. So is this helping me in that endeavor? But I, I you know, it's like there's no, individualism yeah. that we find in these passages. It's, it's about consider others. Yeah. Uh, it's always how can I love others? And you know maybe they, they can, um, and they can deal with it in their own conscience. For me, I may prefer not to, but I'm not gonna judge them. What would you say about the person who's flaunting their liberty? You think it's a little bit questionable. You start to ask this individual, are you sure this is honoring to the Lord? And they say, well, I've prayed about it and I have a clear conscience at that point. Do you have to let it go? Or depending on what it is, you might have to press a little further to show how maybe there are some principles in Scripture that are being actually violated by the liberty that they are exercising. Yeah, I don't think questions, uh, questions should prick the conscience. And so I think following up with how does this help you uh, to grow in your faith? I mean, I, I, <laughs> I may not be able to see that, so can, help me out here. How are you able to do that? And if it goes outside them and is affecting other people, then how are they considering others? Yeah, so they need but to ask them. Impress them. Yeah, we press them a little bit. Mm -hmm. They need to answer some honest questions. How is this helping me love God and love right. others? Yeah. So, Stuart, the one area where I'd never thought this would show up, but it's very prevalent in our culture right now, is the whole quarantine coronavirus restrictions mm. given to churches. Obviously, we live here in California. This has become a hot topic, literally, <laughs> to know, yeah. well, how far can we go? Is that a conscience issue? Is it a government issue? Is it an individual church issue? Help give us some guidelines to help us think through that. Well, that was that. Uh, that's a huge question, <laughs> Adam. And I know uh, there are believers on various sides of that issue, and I, I think they need to be as informed as they can be. What are the facts as best as we know them? And I know that that differs too, right? With yeah. physicians who show up on TV and say this, and right. one differs with the other, and it, it's hard to get to what are the. Uh, the substantial facts um, to make decisions on. I think it just takes a little more research 
And we're also saying there's not a one-size-fits-all, yeah. as with these other liberties of alcohol or media choices. Right. Maybe one church would handle it one way, one church would handle it another way, right. and we have to give a little bit of liberty for different right. elder teams and leadership teams to make decisions that serves their conscience and that serves their body to the right. best of their ability. Yeah, and I think if the authorities are asking you to do certain things and it's not, they're not asking you to sin, we need to obey the authority. I mean, where, where they're asking, and it, it, it's not a sinful request. Uh, we, we don't have to sin to do it. We ought to honor that. I think that's also a principle. And I, I, I appreciate, you know, the church is saying for those who in our body who are here in this and think this way and view this, this fine. We're, we're ministering to them. For those who have are okay with this, uh, with uh, being able to meet together and spacing and uh, whether wear a mask, uh, they can meet. It, you know, I, I think a, a church has to think of the whole body because there are members in our body that are elderly and they're right. going, boy, I just don't think they ought to be around. And okay, we'll minister to all of them. Yeah, we just tried to have a conversation last night with our elder team, and I just tried to point out three simple principles on this whole issue as we're still discussing it and trying to adapt for what's best for our culture. But we just read Romans chapter 13, talked about submitting to the government, because yeah. that's the law. Yeah. And then we talked about the second half of Romans 13, which now starts to focus on loving one another, is also fulfillment of the law. Right. And then we move to Romans 14, which acknowledges there are liberties to take. Yeah. So we, as we walked through it last night, we just said, hey, we want to uh, realize there's a law out there that we need to be aware of and obey the best that we can. However, we're still called to love one another, and there are some clear uh, mandates in the Scripture of what worship looks like in the church and ecclesiastical matters that we want to carry out, the preaching of the Word, fellowshipping with God's people. That's how we love each other. And yet there's still liberties for different congregations to kind of flesh that out different ways in their church because not every church is going to see it the exact same way. Not every elder board is going to completely right. see it all the same way. But the important thing is we're talking about it, we're considering biblical principles, we're praying for unity, and we're seeking to love one another with the decisions that are made. And hopefully people will appreciate that and be willing to follow that if it's laid out in a biblical way. That's good. Yeah, and um, even here in this text, you know, the sinful expressions of envying and provoking one another keep us from doing what the Spirit wants us to do, and that is loving Christ and loving others, which, which um, when we get self-focused, then we aren't fulfilling what the Lord wants us to do. And, and the more we're obedient to him, then we're, we're following the rest of the, the passage here. And this is how to care for one another, is how to consider one another. So yeah, our selfishness, it's not just sin, but it keeps us from even the uh, commission. Um, the omission keeps us into the commission of where we don't um, fulfill what God has called us to do. Thanks again, guys. Another great discussion about one anothering, specifically not provoking and not envying one another according to God's word. These are things we have to watch out for, whether we're mature in the faith or young in the faith, as you discussed. And as we actively walk by the Spirit and bear the fruit of the Spirit, these sins of provoking and envying will be avoided. Some challenges for you, our listener, to take up from today's discussion include asking yourself if you're a mature believer, if you have been flaunting your liberty in Christ to those around you, 
This might even be applicable to parents who have children who are young in the faith. Evaluating if you flaunt your strength in Christ, like your spiritual disciplines, abstaining from sinful media and others, and thus provoke immature or new believers to anger. This is essentially boasting in yourself. And maybe you're a new believer. If so, ask yourself if you're overemphasizing a list of do's and don'ts to the exclusion of God's word, and instead focus on love for Christ and scripture and not legalism or man-made traditions or preferences. And lastly, ask yourself if you're guilty of envying others. If so, then ask why you're envying them. In all these cases, whether provoking or envying, repent of these sins, turn from them, turn to God and do the opposite, that is live by the Spirit. Well, that's all for today. We look forward to sharing our next installment of the Care of Souls podcast with Dr. Scott and Pastor Tyson soon. Until then, take care. Thank you for joining us today on Care of Souls. We hope you were challenged and encouraged by the truth from Scripture and are better equipped to serve Christ in His church. Visit our website at 180ministries.org to learn more about our resources and services. Until next time, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. May the Lord bless you as you abide in him.